relations in New Zealand, all except old Uncle Charles, who was their mother's uncle, and who had quarreled with or been quarreled with by their father and mother in bygone years. The owners of the house, whose name was Sandal, were relations of some sort, cousins perhaps. Though they were called Uncle Percival and Aunt Emmeline, they were not really those relations. There was one thing about this so-called aunt and uncle. They were never cross and seldom unjust. Their natures seemed to be pale and calm like the colors of their house, and though the children had meat every day for dinner, Mr. and Miss Sandal never had anything but vegetables, and vegetables are said to be calming. Now India is a highly colored country, as you may have noticed in pictures, and the Stanmore children felt faded in that gray house, and that is why they loved color so much, and made so much fuss about the leopard skin and the Indian embroideries and the marigold flowers and the little old red book, and the wreath of gold forget-me-nots, outside it encircling the words language of flowers. When Aunt Emmeline sees how beautiful it is, she'll want to have the whole house scarved and leoparded, I shouldn't wonder, said Charlotte, hanging the pink scarf over a picture of a blind girl sitting on an orange, which is called Hope. I don't suppose so, said Caroline. I asked her once what old Uncle Charles's house was like, that Mother said was so beautiful and she said it was far too full of things, and somewhat imperfectly ventilated. It's a pity Uncle Charles was quarrelled with, I think, said Charlotte. I shouldn't at all have minded going to stay with him. I expect really he likes nice little girls. I wonder what the row was all about, and why they didn't all kiss and be friends before the sun went down upon, like we're told to. I cannot tell you what the row was about, for I know no more than you do, or than Charlotte did. And you must have noticed that grown-up people's quarrels are very large and most mysterious. When you quarrel with your brothers or sisters, it's always about some simple thing, as, for instance, who left your paintbrushes in the water, or who forgot your water babies out in the hayfield, or whether it was you who upset the gum over your brother's map, or walked on the doll's house sofa that day when you all upset it, scrapping, and the furniture was put back in a hurry. Anyhow, your quarrels are soon over, because quarreling is so uncomfortable, and besides, you have most likely been taught, as Charlotte had, that you must not let the sun go down upon your wrath. But with grown-up people it is different. They seem sometimes to have forgotten about the sun not going down, and their quarrels last on and on and on for weeks and months and years, till you would think that they must have forgotten what the fuss was all about. But they don't and when Aunt Jane comes to tea you will still hear fragments about how Uncle William behaved, and what a pity it was about Edward acting as he did. If the grown-ups notice you, they will tell you to run away and play. You will never hear what the quarrel was about, and if you did you wouldn't understand, and if you understood you'd probably think it was a silly fuss about nothing, and wonder how they could have kept it up all these years, for it is as likely as not that Uncle William did that unfortunate behaving of his many, many years ago and that Edward acted in that extraordinary way long before you were born. The only thing you can find out for certain about these grown-up quarrels is that they seem to be always about money, or about people having married people that their relations didn't want them to marry. No doubt you will have noticed all this, and you will perhaps have noticed as well that if you suddenly speak of a person, that person very often turns up almost at once, so that when Charlotte said, I wish Uncle Charles had not been quarreled with, it would have occasioned you no surprise if Uncle Charles had suddenly walked up to the front door. But this did not happen. But someone walked up to the front door. It was the postman. Caroline rushed out to see if there were any more birthday cards for her, 
It was now the beginning of the summer holidays, but some of the girls at the high school might possibly have remembered her birthday, so she rushed out and rushed into Aunt Emmeline, who must have been hurt, because afterwards Caroline's head was quite sore where it had banged against Aunt Emmeline's mother-of-pearl waistbuckle. But Aunt Emmeline only said, "'Gently, my child, gently,' which, as Caroline later said, was worse than being scolded, and made you feel as if you were elephants. And there weren't any birthday cards for her either. All the letters were for Miss Sandal. And just as the leopard skin had been spread on the floor, she came to the door of the children's room with one of the letters in her hand. "'I have a surprise for you,' she said. "'Do come in and sit down,' said Caroline. That was another nice thing about Aunt Emmeline. She always treated the children's room as though it really was the children's room, and expected to be treated as a visitor when she came into it. She never sat down without being asked. Thank you, she now said and sat down.